0: Hey man, you got something to eat up in there? We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. We hungry. Welcome to the Eating and Tell Talk Show. Let's get it. Hello and welcome to Eat and Tell. PTV Broadcast Radio Podcast. I am your host, OGJ, and I'm here with...
1: The other host, Kylie. And this episode of Eat and Tell is called Milkin' It. Um,
0: today, so as we said, Eat and Tell, we brought a couple of things. I brought my breakfast of champions, got my <laughs> Starbucks here, and uh, what do you have there, Kylie?
1: <laughs> I have... Second Breakfast of ch- Champions chocolate almond milk.
0: Ah, hmm, interesting. Well, we were talking the other day as we were preparing for this podcast about just nowadays there's so many options on milk, you know, and there's always been the question how good is milk really for us? And mainly here, and we're talking about here in America where we have um, dairy milk is the main milk that we're talking about. But as Kylie mentioned, she prefers a, a almond milk. And then for me, I have this, uh, I just do a little half and half in this uh, pumpkin spice iced coffee. Oh my get God, I was
1: going to get pumpkin spice something today too. And then I was like, nah. <laughs> Not today.
0: <laughs> Gotta have some flavor to kind of kill the 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 dairy taste. <laughs> you know, I can't do it.
1: God, both both of my sisters drink half and half straight out of the container. Whatever it is, mm. they'll drink it out of a carton. And one of them will drink heavy whipping cream, which somehow just seems mm. really terrible. Cold.
0: <laughs> the little they have to be cold, or they can just drink them like how you get them at the. Uh,
1: they just gas drink them. With the little, yeah, oh, doesn't have no. to be cold.
0: Interesting. Mm.
1: Grosses me out, but they like it.
0: So, when it comes to milk, there's a debate of, is it a healthy hazard or benefit? Studies provided discuss many side effects linked to various milk and dairy-based products. Are GMO milks, such as soy and almond milks, better or just a substitute of toxins? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, like and i think that a lot of people think that it's really good for you like my mom was one of those parents that when we were little oh here's your milk for breakfast like with your cereal or here's your milk with your oatmeal which i hated oatmeal but and we also had milk with dinner and she always said oh like it's it's a good source of calcium and protein and whatever but but i never really got that because i always figured even as like a little kid i can get this from something else like i don't need to be drinking milk Two or three times a day i'm not understanding why i have to do this
0: i feel you like it's i can get this the value of a child needing milk as they're growing in the development but like i said there's many ways that you can get the same nutrients and vitamins from uh that you get from milk from other things um, so there's always that comparison, and we, we're wondering, so is it overrated, or is it just like a marketed thing? Are we buying into it? Uh, has the demand compromised the value and quality of milk? Um, so the calcium and nutrients from milk uh, from nursing mothers or or processed formula during stages of growth and development.
1: I mean, I think it's interesting that like babies can't have milk until after they're one, because they... It's not good for them. It's not healthy for them. So I looked it up and on a website called Medical News Today, which I'm not sure how this is medical, but whatever, babies can't have any kind of milk. So I guess it's not just almond milk in particular, but also that means that if you don't necessarily want to raise your kids on cow milk, then you can at one start them on almond milk or soy milk or whatever other kind of milk. And it's just all, it's pretty much the same age. You can start them on whatever you want. It's just... Your preference and what you think is healthiest.
0: And so we're basically again talking about dairy milk and there are three, we'll say four primary varieties of dairy milk. There's uh, low fat, which contains 1% of cow fat, uh, reduced fat, which contains 2% and whole milk, which has 3.5% of milk fat. And then there's fat-free, which contains about still a 0.2% of milk fat. And so being just a animal-based product and that cow producing, having that cow, that, that milk fat is good for a baby cow. Yeah. But that's not good for humans. And the whole uh, homogenized process that, We go through in our market with milk, which basically skims off all that cow fat. And so this is we're talking about the leftover amount that's still in the milk. Um, And that's that's part of what makes people sick. That's part of the lactose issue in cow milk. So then now you have this lactose free milk, which is, I guess, processed even more to where there is no cow fat. And something I noticed interesting about that is it has a longer shelf life. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, even my almond milk right here, I was looking at the nutrition values while you were talking about the fat because I wanted to know if it was the same for different, like, plant-based. Mm-hmm. And even this one is three grams of total fat in this. So it says 4% daily value of for fat or whatever. So... My almond milk has fat too, like, but it's a different kind of fat. So lactose and salt, like it's, it's not the same fat. It's not animal fat. It's plant fat, but it still has that
0: fat. Right. So it's, I mean, it's everything. It's a lot of fat. They're just, uh, to me, they're milking the market, mm-hmm. milking it. Uh, even so they, they have the organic milk from cows that are grazed in greens containing no agrochemicals, pesticides, or chemical fertilizers. But even after processing it and still having it being homogenized, it still has a a certain percentage of uh, milk fat. And studies suggest a higher content of omega-3 fatty acids in organic milk. But that's about the only real value added. And that's what you see on those uh, labels. The omega-3 is what's marketed in those uh, organic milks.
1: My mom buys organic milk, and that is one of the big marketing things on the label is, oh, omega-3 fatty acids. It's huge on the front, and it's super expensive (laughs) compared to other milks, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: it is. Speaking of, like, so growing up for me, um, my mom was a vegan. So, you know, we were in this, we're talking back in the 80s when all the, say, organic and uh, plant-based dietary stuff was very it was nasty basically (laughs) so and then but before then I guess that's what made it easy easier for her to go into that you know you could always get powdered milk for free like we were poor so powdered milk was you know always an option when there was no uh, real milk in the house there was you could always go in the cabinet and it would probably be some uh, powdered milk And even the process of that, it is uh, evaporated water with heat before drying it into a pre-concentrated and it's still homogenized. And then spray drying is the most common process in producing powdered milk. So that's interesting. It's a lot of still a a long chemical process. So it's not really any healthier for you. Again, it just adds a different... uh, shelf life and 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 availability a different again another market in milk
1: yeah i heard a lot of horror stories about powdered milk because my dad was born in the early 60s and so he drank powdered milk growing up because they his parents were didn't have very much money and he said that when his mom would mix it for him and put it in cereal or whatever and it was clumpy and nasty and it tasted bad and it just, I never, I've never heard anything about powdered milk that was good. But I also heard from my dad because he's interested in it, that powdered milk is more expensive now in a lot of places than regular milk is.
0: I imagine so. I mean, I've done a good amount of traveling and that's interesting how the dairy in other countries is so different. Like just doing some studies and, uh, found that camel milk is much more, uh, has much more nutritional value than say cow milk and goat milk. Like I've been through a few countries in, uh, South America and they use a lot of goat milk and goat, uh, well, yeah. So goat dairy for the cheese and all that. And it, it just, it tastes different. So if you're used to dairy, based milk dairy products to go to goat or I imagine camel or something, you would definitely taste the difference. But if, again, it's based on whatever region you're from and uh, nationality you may, uh that even determines if you're some people are just naturally lactose free. I mean, uh, lactose intolerant because of say, uh not having just genetically is like well if you're from a certain part of the country where there there are no cows so yeah you might have a uh lactose intolerance for cow milk
1: yeah well yeah like i can't imagine drinking camel milk or i mean goat cheese yeah but i can't imagine drinking goat cheese i mean drinking goat milk and but other people wouldn't be able to imagine like, oh yeah, let me just go milk that cow and then drink that. They would much rather, oh I'm gonna go milk my camel, or oh I'm gonna go milk my goat or my yak or my buffalo or whatever they have because that's what they have there instead of like we have cows.
0: Cows are sacred in, in some countries. Like they don't they don't eat cows, like cows have more rights than people in in some countries. So we definitely do a lot more with cows here than other place.
1: Oh yeah, like we can't we we I can't imagine finding dairies like we have here in other countries. I mean, I'm sure they have them in some, but in some countries I can't imagine like like how the dairies here, like we see the cows and it's dirty and they're cramped. I can't imagine seeing that in a country where cows might be sacred.
0: True, true. Um, studies provided discuss many side effects linked to various milk and dairy-based products about the the raw untreated milk you were mentioning that you knew some dairy guys locally here and they say that you know raw untreated milk is it's a good thing but imagine it doesn't have much shelf uh shelf life at all that's that stuff you got to buy for you know say if you have a restaurant and you want really fresh milk and so forth then that would be a good option
1: yeah well it my dad's a farmer, so yeah, I know a lot of the dairy guys and I drive past the dairies all the time to get to his house or whatever. But a lot of them are selling right now because they're not making enough money with their family-owned dairies that have been in their family for generations because milk is not as popular as it has been in the past. And plant-based and not fake, but I guess alternative milks are becoming more popular and they're shutting out a lot of the dairy farmers which I think is interesting. And the raw milk, actually, I learned a couple weeks ago, is transferred in big tanks behind semi-trucks, which is not something that I ever really thought about. I guess they just kind of hook a machine up to these cows, (laughs) pull the milk out, transferred into little tanks, which I'm sure transfer into a bigger tank where it travels to some processing plant which mm-hmm. kind of grosses me out, but like I, I know there's not a better way to do it. Like I'm sure that that's the best way that they've found. It just the idea of a whole bunch of raw milk sloshing around in a big tanker just is not great for me for some reason, and I can't put my finger on why. Besides, it just seems so crazy. <laughs> like-
0: not a pretty picture. <laughs> I'd rather have that handful of uh, mashed up almonds
1: <laughs> yeah. watered
0: down with some water, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, because here, it's, it's it's a market. There's so many different things. And it's the flavor. They say, this, you know, that was the whole change in the market to get kids to stay on the milk. It's the flavor. Because you couldn't keep, you know, giving them just straight chocolate milk and you know and say oh it's good for you when they know it's like a parent's like oh well how much syrup did you put in it yeah well
1: chocolate milk comes from brown cows
0: brown cows (laughs) we all know that (laughs) (laughs) well
1: and I mean my almond milk is chocolate and I think it tastes pretty much the same as chocolate milk but it just it has cocoa in it and I mean there's a lot of added stuff to plant milks though because they don't have the same consistency, and they don't taste the same. So there are a lot of added things. But back to the flavors, I know at Rayleigh's I've seen cotton candy milk, and it's blue, and orange creamsicle milk, and it's orange, and there's a pink one. And I know there's strawberry, but – and then there's – um, God, there's just so many flavors. There's a root beer milk, mm-hmm. and it looks like chocolate milk, so I can't imagine – like thinking it was chocolate milk and then taking a drink of it and it being root beer flavored milk, I don't think that would be a good surprise. Yeah,
0: (laughs) kind of like root beer float. You you don't want it so thick, just okay. I could see that. And not bubbly. I I have a different palate. I I could try that. It was (laughs) lactose free. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, plant-based milks, they are just like my almond milk right here. Probably it's just, it's 10 ounces. It probably has four or five almonds in it. And then water, and it's kind of crazy because it, it's a full bottle. But there are a lot of things that have to be added to these plant-based milks to make them the same. Like there's vitamins that have to be added, and minerals, and proteins, and thickeners to make the texture the same, and preservatives. Even though preservatives are in regular milk too, but so mm-hmm. there's just there's a lot of things that need to be added. So I think that like from a health perspective, it depends on. What's added to the milk, whether or not it's better for you than dairy milk, or if it is worse, or if it's the same, except for lactose intolerant people, in which plant based is definitely better.
0: Right, right. So, because the lactose in cows' milk can be difficult for people to digest, uh, it says resulting in nausea, cramps, gas, bloating, diarrhea. Uh, difficulty in dairy digestion can de- develop later in life. And result in progressively worsening symptoms. Cow milk actually, they say, robs our bones of calcium. Animal proteins provide, uh, produce an acid when they're broken down, and calcium is an excellent acid neutralizer.
1: I had a friend in high school who was lactose intolerant, and not just a little bit, but like really, really lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. But he loved ice cream, and we were pretty close at the time.
0: Me
1: too. <laughs> he would text me. He'd eat ice cream one day. He just couldn't help himself. He'd eat ice cream. And this was just, this wasn't, this was probably, this is my fourth year of college. So probably seven years ago, six or seven years ago, there really weren't that many options even six years ago for like plant alternative ice cream. So he would just sit there, eat some ice cream, and probably four hours later, I'd be getting an onslaught of texts telling me in detail how much he was suffering mm, and i was like i don't want to know i'm sorry <laughs> that you're suffering it's not my fault i did not buy you the ice cream like i didn't even invite you to go with me i haven't eaten ice cream i don't even want to now because of what you're telling me is happening to you but he he just he would rather eat ice cream and then suffer than live without ice cream and i always thought wow Please don't. I don't want to hear about it. But I mean, I guess he was—he had it worse. But now they have all these plant-based ice creams, so I think that that's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm glad my favorite brand, Briars, they have uh, progressively, you know, stay with the trends, and they have a almond milk uh, ice cream now, non-dairy ice cream, and it tastes a little different. It, it like I say, doesn't have the same creamy consistency that you get with the dairy milk probably from the the fat you know again like in most things that contain fat it it tastes good
1: yeah (laughs) well yeah butters and everything and that's just straight fat
0: (laughs) yes yes definitely
1: well there's a there's a coconut milk ice cream too that i've tried and i don't remember the brand name but it's i just tried the straight vanilla one and it i love coconut. Mm-hmm. But that ice cream, it was super funky. It's like they tried to mask the coconut flavor by adding a lot of vanilla flavor. Mm-hmm. Which, if it's coconut ice cream, like don't mask the coconut. Like right. we know when we buy but it, it's going to taste like coconut. It
0: should have a coconut taste if it's yeah. coconut milk.
1: It just, it really threw me off. And there's an avocado ice cream. So I've seen you it in Rayleighs.
0: That I haven't tried that. No.
1: It just, I I want to try it, but I made an avocado based pie one time so it it was avocado instead of like fats from dairy Mm -hmm. and it was really weird and Mm -hmm. my mom had me make an avocado cake one time so it was avocado instead of butter Mm -hmm. because it's still a fat avocado Mm -hmm. is just a different fat right and it it was not great and I don't know if it's because I made a mistake or if it was the avocado that tasted really funky but like like I want to try the ice cream but I don't know if i want to buy it so if somebody bought it for me i wouldn't say no (laughs) but i don't want to buy it for myself
0: so with all these different markets and new uh options i imagine say for some of the dairy uh farmers and so forth it's hard it's a different uh challenge now to you know for years they've had a monopoly on the business yeah um and for a while, I'll say that my family, we were using a certain brand that, you know, was one of the lactose-free and, you know, I, I guess the, the name kind of attracted <laughs> attracted me to it. But ironically enough, it's tot- the total opposite for their product, uh, Fairlife. There's videos online and so forth that show how, you know, they just there are certain people working for the company that um, you know because of course the whole company isn't responsible for a few people's actions that are caught on video but just really abusing the cows and we live in a very uh, animal friendly love loving you know culture yeah. so of course that would, Kill the market as well oh yeah you know it's like no one's gonna complain about shaking some almonds off a tree <laughs> you, <know what> <laughs> you can't
1: abuse an almond tree
0: <laughs> right like hey they're, they're just growing those trees for the almonds <laughs> 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 well i mean you imagine the trees producing a lot of other good things the oxygen yeah, and all that so like
1: cleaning the air yeah
0: the plant-based plant-based options are a much safer option and I mean, what would uh, cereal be without milk? You know, I cook with a lot of dairy and um, I don't have a problem with it, but I can't just, you know, drink milk.
1: Um, Well, it seems like everything, everything in baking has dairy. Everything has butter. I mean, there's alternatives, but it doesn't rise. Like the dough won't rise the same or it won't be as soft or it won't be as crispy. Like the texture is always off if there's not butter, if there's like a butter alternative.
0: Right. Again, we were. So speaking of, of dairy in products, cheese is uh it's linked to an increased risk of developing prostate cancer and ovarian cancer and you know it's always been linked to say certain physical things like of course if you eat too much cheese you know cause the bloating and so forth and acne which kind of goes back to that whole when they would say the the pizza face you know about kids or whatever, you know, it's a truth to it. From the cheese and probably eating, you know, oh, yeah, let's go get pizza. Yeah. There's a
1: lot of grease and like weird processed things in cheese.
0: For sure. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can tell, I love cheese. So I will go to the store and just, you know, say when I bake mac and cheese, I like to try different cheese combinations. And, you know, I'll go online and look. And it's really a difference when you're talking about some of those say, $10 cheeses versus your $4 straight pasteurized processed cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a big difference. And um
1: oh, I mean, when I was little, I loved those, the, the little orange squares that were pre-packaged of cheese, and you just opened the little package, and it was American cheese, and I thought that those were, like, the greatest thing ever. And I tried one. The other day, not too long ago, and I was like, "How did I ever put this in my mouth? Like, I'm willing to eat it still, but also, I, it tastes like chemicals, and I'm not sure how I ever ate so much of it. <laughs> it was just not good. But there's a vegan. There's a lot of vegan cheeses that are made out of like cashews, and I tried one of those a couple weeks ago, and it was actually really good. I was surprised, really, and not surprised. Like, oh, vegan food is gross, because I mostly eat." vegetables and fruits and stuff. So I really don't eat a lot of dairy or meat or anything, but it was really good. And I just, I ate a bunch of it and I probably shouldn't have eaten as much as I did, but mm. it's too late now.
0: Well, I have to look into that because I've tried some vegan cheese and I just haven't been able to cross over to that yet. You know, it, it doesn't melt down. as yeah. good for some reason. Yeah. And yeah, so that part, it, it kind of Says there's something missing or different about it. Like, dang, I want to just melt when you sandwich. sandwiched. Uh,
1: yeah, texture is definitely not the same when it's melty.
0: We have a big thing about texture here.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> texture is very important in foods.
0: So, milk, we'll say, is based, so all milks or animals or anything that produces milk the purpose of it is to feed, you know, a yeah. child. So, like, we're not talking, like, of course, there's, you know, like I say, a child shouldn't uh, or a baby wouldn't, you wouldn't give them just straight some vitamin D milk. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've known people to do that. That's probably what was wrong with those kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, just the different hormonal things probably early on.
1: Yeah, like young, young babies aren't supposed to have just straight milk. They're supposed to have either breast milk or formula or like specific baby healthy things because they're baby people, not baby cows or baby. I mean, I guess baby goats are still kids, but it's not the same kind of kids.
0: So one of the strangest things I uh, came across in my research was, uh, you know, speaking of things that, that nurture their young and produce milk, there is a specific roach (laughs) that produces milk because it feeds its babies. Like, imagine, imagine it's got to be a pretty big nurse. I mean, a roach to nurse its young, you know, to have. (laughs) I can't
1: imagine having one of those around me.
0: But they're saying, though, that research says that it is, of course, a really high in protein and nutrient based (laughs) milk, from this roach,
1: but that would mean drinking cockroach milk.
0: <laughs> Imagine a bowl of cereal with <laughs> roach milk. So no, I couldn't. You, but if you didn't know,
1: I mean that's true. if you didn't
0: know and it was just white, you know, I'll didn't try Have no legs once. in it or anything.
1: Didn't have any legs <laughs> in it. No antennas.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess. I guess I would try it, even if I knew. I guess I'd try it once.
0: Uh, I but no. I mean, I, yeah, they mm. were maybe vegan roaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some farm broaches. So I think, uh, yeah, it basically in conclusion for me, I would say that um, the dairy and, you know, the milk dairy market is really kind of being uh, challenged and killed by a watered down version of milk Yeah, that we're buying into just pumped with a bunch of flavors and so forth. But I'll take it.
1: I, I'll take it, too. I, I love my I, I, almond milk.
0: I've, I've always preferred options anyways. And if something's, you know, there used to be that saying, milk does your body good. Yeah. You're younger. You you, you remember that? So they took that away because <laughs> research has found that milk actually doesn't do your body so good after a certain age.
1: As good as we might
0: think. Right. As good as it had been marketed, you know. But that was a a market. I mean, growing up for me, of course, when you learn dairy being one of the four major food groups and you're supposed to have uh, a certain amount per day and so forth, but it's not true.
1: Oh, yeah. We learned the same things. I can remember seeing the little plate, the little nutrition plate, and it would be split into groups. And then all the time there would be that cup right next to it that said milk. milk. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like we're just taught from free school, that milk is something that you have to have. You have to ingest to be healthy. And yeah. it's not.
0: You're right. So, well, then, Kylie, what would you say uh, What is your favorite milk at, at this point? Like if you had to just invest in uh, a certain type of milk because it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, yeah. you know, we're still going to be, you know, eating that cereal in the morning and baking and cooking with it. But as times change, it's like, you know, I've tried cooking with almond milk and I can't. It doesn't taste good.
1: Yeah, it's not the same. It's watery compared to milk. So... I think for cooking, I like coconut milk because it's thicker. Just If you just scrape the thick part off the top of the can and not use the real watery part, or if you shake it first, sometimes that helps. But if it was for cooking or baking, coconut milk definitely works most of the time. And okay. if I was just going to drink it, it would That's be almond milk. But there's there's so many that it's just
0: crazy. There's so many. They're milking it. Totally milking it. <laughs> They're milking it. <laughs> well, kindly, I appreciate your time today. And I hope everyone else has enjoyed this episode of Eden and Tell, PTB yeah. PTP broadcast podcast.
1: Yeah, I think think we were very informative.
0: I think we were I think it would give everyone a lot to think about when you're you know just sitting around trying to figure out what or in the store trying to figure out what milks to buy of all those options
1: (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah so tune in next time for the next installment of Eat and Tell whatever that may be and thank you for listening